I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to mini episode 209 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have one spooky story for you today. And this story comes from September the 18th, 2022. And just before we get into it, it is howling up a storm outside. So if you can hear the wind howling on this episode, let's just call it um, atmosphere. Added atmosphere. I have a lot to update you on since I last sent in my story. You read my last story on day five of 15 festive days of fear. I wrote that I had just gone off in 2020 to join the US Navy. Well, I can tell you from my personal experiences that naval ships do in fact have a lot of ghosts. I don't have just one story to tell, but I've collected a few from around the deck plates for you. Some are from my own personal experience, others are from some of my fellow shipmates. To be honest, I wasn't thinking too much of bizarre events that could happen to me after my last encounter with God knows what, while quarantining for COVID right before boot camp. But as fate and the universe would have it, the navy is full of ghosts and bizarreness. I had just arrived at my new ultimate command, the ship I would be stationed on for the next four years of my life. I had only been on board just a handful of days, probably a week at most. I hadn't heard anything of the happenings on board, nor about the strange black shadow that likes to lurk around the birthing at night. But I would soon come to know all of these pretty well. That first week on board, I realised the hard way that I needed to do laundry desperately. Living on a ship with little personal space made it a necessity to keep up with personal hygiene. Especially clothes, since no one wants to stink up the aisle. And having just arrived a few days prior, I really didn't want to piss off the guys living three feet across from me. So in the middle of the night, I grabbed all my clothes I had and I headed out for the laundry room. I set off that night, laundry bag in hand and tired as hell from having worked the whole day. I walked down the long stretch of hallway that led to the laundry room. I hadn't ever gone down to that room before, but I knew where to find it from a friend of mine telling me earlier in the working day. I felt a bit glad in myself for having remembered which hallway correctly led to it, and I was reassured that I was in the right place when I saw the sign on the door that gave me the times for when it was opening. Well, I clearly ignored the big black sign on the iron door stating all machines are to be turned off after 8pm. It was way past 8pm, but I wasn't going to bed without a fresh batch of clean clothes. I put my hand on the lever and yanked it upwards to open the door. I walked into the compartment only to realise that it led to a ladder well going straight down about five decks below my feet. But I didn't go down the ladder well. I stood there wide-eyed and now completely awake as I watched a headless shadow crawling its way down the ladder well. The ladder well and the compartment were both fully lit. Not just a little bit of lighting, but completely lit. 
You could see the dust on the floor while you were standing in that ladder well. This shadow was pitch black and solid, like something laying across the steps of the ladder. When I walked into the room it was like I startled it, because it jumped up and started crawling downward as fast as it could. It had no head and no back legs, just four pairs of arms and its black body. I could not believe what I just saw. I actually walked over to the ladder well and stared down it for a minute or two thinking, what the actual fuck was that? I literally just kept staring. I watched that thing crawl all the way down the ladder well and down about three of the five decks before it jolted off into some random direction. Needless to say, I did not go down the ladder well that night and since then have obeyed the hours on the door. But that's not the only place that thing likes to hide out. Nor was it the last time I or anyone I know had encountered it. I never spoke of the shadow to anyone after that for the longest time but I would later find out that I wasn't the only one who had seen it. A few months of living on board and I started to encounter other things. While sleeping in the birthing one night, I could feel something crawl into my rack with me. Now let me tell you this, there is no way on God's green earth that you will not feel that. I woke up instantly and was just stuck laying on my side facing the metal side of the rack. I lived in a middle rack that had another rack directly above it. You can't sit up and there's barely any space for one person in it and it's pretty difficult to crawl into. Whatever this was, it was cold and crawled into my rack with ease. It was cold and I could feel it from the outside of my blanket as it laid against my back. I slowly turned over to see nothing there but a tense feeling of depression lingered in the air around me. The next day, I asked to be moved to another rack. My chain of command wasn't going to be able to move me for quite some time. So I stayed in that rack and the feeling didn't stop. And then the dream started. I constantly had nightmares on that side of the birthing. Violent and graphic nightmares involving a demonic female-like figure. In the dreams she would appear with a face covered in what looked like white paint. The paint would be pulled back through her hair so it looked like the skin of her face just continued into clumps of tangled knotted hair. She had pale blue eyes with small black dots for pupils. Her eyes were sunken completely into her skull and painted with thick black paint around them in large circles. She looked like the circus clown from hell and she wore some sort of dress that was painted into her skin. It looked like it just melted into her like the way her face did with her hair. She would talk to me slowly and stare into me never blinking. She would then try to get me to say her name over and over again and show me these weird scenes of people getting killed. I seriously hated going to sleep because of this. Each time I dreamt of her I would wake up with a sense of depression hanging over me. It was so strong I couldn't shake it off. I started to stay up longer and longer and found it really difficult to fall asleep. I would stay up avoiding sleep and sometimes out of the corner of my eye I would see a black shadow slide up from the floor of the birthing and slowly move its way into the racks of the people around me. I don't know if it was that same damn headless thing again, but it sure as hell looked like it. My first time seeing the shadow crawling around the floor, all I could think was, really? I've had way too many experiences in life to now have this thing crawling my way again. I tried to ignore both the nightmares and the headless thing, but that just never works. Most nights I was barely sleeping and was just exhausted all the time. I finally managed to fall asleep one night. 
but I could have sworn I saw what looked like a person wearing a pig mask laying on the floor across from me, just sitting in the red lights staring back at me. After that, I knew I needed to get out of that birthing. A few weeks of this went by and I was just destroyed mentally. No matter what I did, I couldn't get rid of the feeling of depression. Eventually, I was moved entirely out of that birthing. This was a great relief. I finally had my first night's sleep without this woman invading my dreams and I woke up feeling so much better. But yet again, she would come back. And when she did, I was pissed as hell. That following morning, I called my grandmother and told her about what was happening. She sent me an email with St. Michael's Prayer and told me to force her out. She said, She is a hag and you need to get rid of her. She has got to go. I told her about the shadow crawling into the racks and the strange pig-faced thing. She told me that shadow is stealing people's energy and the pig-faced thing isn't real. That it's probably the woman or something else pretending to be, trying to intimidate me. I don't know why a spirit would wear a pig mask, but at the same time, I don't really want to know why. That night, I read the prayer and I literally never saw her again. That hag or demonic woman literally never came back. I never encountered the black shadow or the pig-faced thing again. Literally everything that was happening to me in that birthing just stopped. I was glad to be rid of this BS, but despite that, I kept reading the prayer for the next coming months because I wasn't going to give them a chance at moving back in. Skipping ahead five months, I was on deployment, and currently mess-cranking in the wardroom. For those who don't know what mess-cranking is, it's when a junior sailor is sent to work in the galley for three to six months. It sucks. I didn't go to the main mess decks though. My division sent me to the wardroom where the officers eat. So you can bet the stress was pretty real there. During that time I got to know the cooks there very well and got to know a bit about their lives and eventually their own encounters on board. One night I was cleaning the serving line area with one of the cooks when he asked me if I had any strange experiences on board. I didn't want to tell him about the headless shadow nor the crazy hag lady so I just looked at him and said Not really. Have you? He almost immediately replied with, Do you know that thing in the ladder well? I almost shat my pants. I looked at him and said, You mean the shadow with no head? He just nodded in agreement. He went on to tell me that he had seen it as well, that it goes into the birthings while people sleep and crawls into their racks. This I had already unfortunately experienced. He never mentioned any female ghosts, but he did tell me about the spirit in the wardroom galley. I hadn't felt anything off about the wardroom, but then again I was never alone in it. He went on to tell me that he was standing duty one night in the wardroom galley. He had all of the junior sailors who had currently been mess cranking with him that day. Not a single officer showed up that day, so they all pretty much were sitting around doing nothing but breathing air, wasting away a Saturday afternoon. All of a sudden the power went out. The ship that day ended up having a massive power outage and not wanting to keep other people waiting around, he sent the junior sailors home. He decided that because it was his duty day, he'd stay in the galley till the power came back on. So there he sat in the dark by himself. When out of the darkness, a metal pan came flying out of nowhere and slammed into the tile floor. He stood there in the dark, staring back at where it came from. Then another came flying at him, then another, then another. There was no one else in the galley with him, but pans kept flying at him. He said they were coming at full speed. Whatever it was didn't want him in there that day. 
Having to work in the wardroom galley, I had to use those pans. There's no way a pan like the ones we worked with can even fall off a shelf, let alone fly off one. They were three feet in length, some of them, and stainless steel. They were placed on a steel shelf bolted to the wall and close to five feet off the ground. We had so many of them that they were stacked from the shelf till they touched the ceiling. It took two people to pull them off the shelf, especially because when they were stacked, you'd have to stand on a stool just to reach the top of them, and then have someone hold on to you as you pulled one of them off in case you fell. It was a pain in the neck to get a single one of those pans off the stack. He told me that after that he has never stayed in the galley alone. I never had a malicious encounter while working there in the wardroom, and I sadly felt like that particular cook is the only one who ever did. Some time into my time being there, I was put on trash duty. Yay. No, not really. Trash was the worst. We used large, thick paper bags. They looked similar to those you put leaves in after raking your yard, and they were awful to carry. And being on trash duty, I had to take down four of those bags to the trash room around every 20 to 30 minutes in a 12 to 16 hour day. It was flat out awful. We usually had up to three of those trash bags out for the officers to dispose of their leftovers. On a busy day, they'd fill up every three minutes. And because of that, we made the decision to have two trash people instead of one. On this night, I didn't have a partner in trash. It was just me. And we ran out of bags. Having already run down five decks to grab more bags earlier that day, I was livid. The trash bags didn't come as single bags, but in packages that were lengthwise, and about a hundred or slightly less in each package, and for paper, they surprisingly weighed a crap ton. It was the end of the night, and I literally needed one more single bag to make it through the last 30 or so minutes of dinner, and I didn't want to make the trip back down those five decks and carry out one of those heavy packages the whole way back up. I asked the galley supervisor if they knew of any more bags on the same floor level as the wardroom that I could possibly go and grab. They didn't know of any, but they suggested to go and check the maintenance closet. Sometimes the maintenance team would leave a whole bag already in their closet and having a friend on the maintenance team, I was wondering why I didn't bother to check there in the first place. I quickly ran over to the closet and tried to open the door. As soon as I put my hand on it, I could feel someone hit the door and hold it back. I thought it might just be my friend hiding from doing any work. I tried the knob again, but could feel someone holding it back from turning. I just laughed, thinking he was playing a joke. I stood there for a moment, but the door didn't open. I turned to walk away when it then flew open. It flew open like someone from the inside had pulled it open for me. I ran back over and yelled to him, thinking he was playing a dumb joke and hiding from his boss only he wasn't there. I checked behind the door thinking maybe he's just hiding behind the door. I looked and no one was there. I then looked down on the floor to see a single paper trash bag laying directly in front of me at my feet. This bag was most definitely not there a second ago and my friend was definitely not hiding in the maintenance closet. I picked it up slowly, looked around the closet for a brief second and then said thank you before walking out and politely shutting the door behind me. This next one happened to another one of the cooks. She was sleeping in her rack when someone tapped her on the shoulder. It was a clear as day, quick three taps on her shoulder. She woke up and checked her phone. She had slept through her alarm and only had a few minutes to get to work. She rolled over to thank whoever it was that had woken her up, but the curtains to her rack were shut. If someone had tapped on her shoulder, 
they would have had to pull the curtains back to do so. But they weren't. They were still shut. She slowly poked her head out of her rack and looked around the aisle. There was nobody standing in the aisle. Whoever it was was definitely looking out for her that night since that cook was never late to work. This next one comes from a close friend of mine that I used to stand watch with in the pilot house. Well, ships have their fair share of tragedy and sadly mine has had some serious baggage. A few months prior to my arrival, a female sailor had tragically taken her life in one of the back rooms near the forecastle. Near that room where she had taken her life was a compartment that had been converted into a lounge. It had a television for playing movies and a decent sized couch. One night this particular friend of mine had been asked by a few other friends of hers to watch some movies. She said yes and was eager to get away from work. They were watching a movie when the phone in that room started ringing. They ignored it at first but it kept ringing. They paused the movie and she went over to the phone. Knowing her it was more likely to curse out whoever was calling. But when she answered it was static. No longer caring and wanting to get back to her movie she hung up the phone. She went back to the couch and it called again. She then went over to the phone and picked it up and all she could hear was static. Then the distant sound of choking. She quickly hung it up again just for it to call back. She picked it up one last time for a woman's voice to tell her Did you hear her? Before it hung up. And that's not the only time someone has received a call from a woman's distant voice on the ship. This is actually a common occurrence. And not just through the regular ship phones but also through headsets as well. With my particular job I need to wear a sound powered headset. It's a phone that runs off the sound of your voice rather than electricity. They're easy to use but break easily. We honestly go through them like candy. In my job, I wear these specific comms and I wear them to keep up communication with the ship lookouts. If they see anything, they tell me through their headsets. That way I can get the information through to the people who need it. One night I came to watch and was relieving one of the previous watch team's members. The watch I was about to stand was inside the ship and nowhere near the skin of the ship. There are no exits outside, not through portholes or windows. It is completely inside the skin of the ship. Because of that, I have to wear a headset to communicate with the lookouts outside. I came over to relieve the previous watchstander, but she looked visibly shaken. I asked her what was wrong, and she told me that there's a woman trying to call out to her through the headset. I asked her from where, and she replied, From the forward lookout, but that's the thing. The forward lookout right now is a guy. I was confused and decided to brush it off for the night. For the rest of the night I heard nothing of the sort through the headsets. After watch I asked the lookouts what my friend had been talking about. Apparently all three lookouts, the phone talker in the pilot house plus the girl I was relieving, were all hearing a sixth person through the headsets. They said that they heard a woman's voice calling out to the girl on the comms downstairs inside the skin of the ship. They said she would call out to her and answer back as, This is the forward lookout. The voice would give no details as to who she was, just call out to the girl downstairs and say, This is the forward lookout. Crazy enough, the lookouts weren't unnerved whatsoever by this. One of them told me that they usually hear things like that, just not always over the comms. I've only ever had one experience similar to that, and the only similarity between my experience and theirs is that I was wearing a headset. 
One night I was in the pilot house and talking to one of the officers I usually stood watch with. We both looked out the large pilot house windows and saw a bright light in the sky. It didn't look like a star, nor look like a plane, and it didn't look like a drone, but a single bright light just sitting there above the horizon. We both looked at each other, and at that very moment the headset I was wearing went to completely loud static. It took me by surprise since the static never gets loud. It always stays at a low, quiet hum, a hum so low you usually don't notice it being there. And over the static I could hear music slowly playing through it. I took the headset off and then put it back on. The music continued to play, only it got slower. The music started to get slower and get slower and slower until it faded into the rest of the static. The same time the music faded, the light in the sky vanished and then the static went back to its normal quiet hum. The officer looked at me and said, Did you just see that light disappear? I did, but I was way more focused on the fact that I heard a song playing through the headset. I asked the lookouts if they heard anything, and they told me that nothing had been going on. I asked about the bright light in the sky, and they told me they hadn't seen anything. That night there was a clear sky. We could literally see the few clouds that were out from how bright the moon was. The bright floating light in the sky was obvious. This happened to me on another late night watch, and I'm not the only person who saw her. While I was coming down the ladder well from the pilot house, I stopped and moved out of the way. There was a woman walking up the ladder well in a white outfit. I didn't get a good look at what she was wearing, but it was most certainly not the overalls were required to wear while out at sea. I stopped and backed up against the wall to let her pass. There was a guy who had been walking behind me, and he also got against the wall to let her pass. Only she didn't. Both this guy and I looked back down the ladder well to see no one was coming up it. Instead of questioning it, we both just put it to the back of our minds and went on down the ladder well. One night we had calm seas. The ship wasn't rocking or moving roughly like it usually does. A friend of mine was standing watch back aft while I had been on the comms inside the skin of the ship. I was sitting, listening to the lookouts talk back and forth when they both fell silent. I didn't think much of it at the time till I heard one of them say to the other, Hey, do you see that? The other lookout responded, Yeah, I do. I was about to ask what they were seeing when the same lookout said, Dude, your water bottle is moving on its own. I stopped and decided to listen a bit longer and I could hear my friend say, I am so not going to get that now, I swear I'll leave it here all night. I just shrugged it off as them being weird, but I was still curious about what they were talking about specifically. The following day I ran into my friend. I asked him about what had happened last night, and he told me that they had watched his bottle move slowly from one side of the deck where he was standing all the way over to the wall. It had not fallen over but was standing straight up and slid its way across the deck. We didn't have rough seas that night, nor was there strong winds that could have blown it that far. And if there were strong winds... They wouldn't have blown it into the wall but blown it over on its side. I went back aft to where he was standing watch. It isn't a short distance to the wall where the bottle had seemingly moved itself. It's a very large distance, at least a hundred feet or more. As crazy as that sounds after all the bizarre things I've encountered so far, I didn't question it one little bit. And last but not least, I've had an encounter with a night dragon. 
In episode 183, someone wrote to you about a dragon-like thing that would come in the night. I literally used to experience that same thing as a kid. I used to ask my sisters about them, but they never believed me. I have almost never told anyone. To this day, out of even the crazy shit that has happened to me since then, I've always tried to ignore it. It first happened when I was around seven years old. I remember I got up from my bed in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I went in the dark because if I turned the light on, I was afraid it would wake my parents. And not wanting any angry parents, I decided it would be best to go in the dark. Well, I never made it to the bathroom. I stepped one foot into the hallway across from my bedroom door and felt like someone was watching me from the dark. I quickly got back into bed and pulled the blankets over me. I sat there thinking I was being silly for being afraid of the dark, so I pulled the blankets down from over my head. Directly at the foot of my bed stood the silhouette of a man staring down at me. I froze. I looked next to me and at the right side of my bed was this large creature. I don't know how to describe it but it literally had a dragon snout and face. It sat up to the ceiling, had a long almost serpent dragon-like body and was just leaning against my bedpost. I could see it in full detail. It had ripples in its fat and warts on its arms and I could see through it. I thought I was dreaming, but I wasn't. This thing was next to me and within arm's length. I pulled the blankets over my head again, like that would do anything to help, and just sat there for what felt like hours. I peeked out slightly, and it was still there leaning against my bedpost. I rolled over slowly, afraid that it might notice me, and slowly lifted up the other side of my blanket. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'd rather take my chances running past the guy at the foot of my bed than whatever the hell was sitting next to me. I lifted up the blanket to see another one of these creatures staring back at me. Yes, at fucking eye level. I just sat there staring back at it. I could see through it. I could literally see through it just like the other one. It had alligator-like eyes and the same kind of dragon-like snout and face. Only this one was crouching down and watching me. I don't know if I shat the bed that night, but forgive me if I did because I was scared shitless. I don't know how long this thing and I sat staring eye to eye, but somehow I fell asleep. After that night, I continued to see these things. Never as close as they were the first time, but they used to stay in the corners of my room. I could see eyes glowing back at me as I laid in bed, sometimes seeing their eyes move down against the wall as if they were crouching down closer to the floor. Then there was the third one. The third one had horns and never came close to me. It always sat by the window and watched the other figures as they stood away from me. Eventually, they just never reappeared and I stopped seeing them. I never brought them up to my family outside that one time I told my two sisters who didn't believe me. But hey, I can't blame them for not believing me. Night, dragon, shadow, translucent things with alligator eyes don't sound believable at all. I'm just glad to know that someone out there has had a similar experience to me and I think that's all I really needed to know. I've looked into some dragon mythology and surprisingly there is some for the USA. But none that I can find have fully described what used to visit me. Well, let me tell you, Ethan, this is what we do around here. We like to bring people together who have experienced horrible creatures. For a while it was wolves. Now apparently it's dragons. And for some reason, all of your stories have really set me on edge. And I'm sitting with my back to the room as I record this. And I keep having to turn around and check the room behind me. And I don't know why, but reading that last dragon bit, I was like, there is going to be something in my room when I turn around. And usually I don't get that freaked out by stories, but whatever has happened, yours have really given me the heebie-jeebies. So 
We need to have some sort of dragon anonymous situation going on where we just get all the dragon people together and you can all share experiences and like Supernatural or like the X-Files or something, you can all get together and figure out what's going on. And just as as a speaking of the X-Files, I started re-watching the X-Files again today and I um, watched the first episode, which is the one where they go and solve all the murders that were happening and like the alien abductions, right? And in it... They see lights in the sky and when that happens, all the radio goes all staticky in the car. I don't know what you saw in the sky, but whatever it is, is also in that episode of The X-Files. Remind me as well to never step foot on a ship again. They sound like the most treacherous paranormal places in the world. And I and I, I don't know what that weird, creepy, crawly, crawly shadow thing is, but I'm not feeling it. I'm not down for it. I, oh, four arms and no head just scuttling around the place. But it reminds me of, there was definitely a story, maybe a Reddit story, about people seeing these blacker than black, like they call them dogs, but they're not really dogs because they have no head. These shadow figure shape things that are just knocking around, like crossing the street in front of their car, I think it was. But there's so much going on in this ship, like the shadow figure, I don't know. The hag, obviously, the hag stories, we've had countless hag stories. She gets around. She she gets around big style. And we all need a granny to give you a prayer from the Archangel Michael to sort yourself out. Just for a little insight into me, even though I'm not a practicing Catholic at all, I still carry a prayer to Michael the Archangel in my wallet at all times. And I guess, you know, seeing a woman... Hearing a woman, hearing the voice of a woman on the on the comms, it makes sense if somebody's died tragically and violently there. And regardless of of whether or not we're going to go deep into discussion of it, like taking your own life, it's it's an act of violence. You know, it's 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 grim and it's hard and it's horrible and it comes with so much trauma and it's horrific and it's emotional and all those emotions get trapped in this big metal bucket that's floating around in the sea. Oh. Ethan, everyone in your stories has given me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not feeling okay. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this. I feel like there's something in my room and I feel like I'm going to be like attacked by a dragon or pots and pans are going to come flying out my kitchen and impale me or something when I leave the room. So thank you very much for that. Thank you so much to Ethan for sending in your story. Remember, the last story came from September the 18th, 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.